Okay, we are in Megillas Esther Peregimel. Let's go back to Pesach Ches Vayomer Haman Lamelech Achashveros. And as we said yesterday, these five or six psukim are like a template, a, a master class in anti-Semitism. In other words, every dictator, every enemy has used the arguments that Haman is making here to Ahasuerus. And as the Gemara says, there was no one, no one as skillful as Haman in presenting a slander of anti-Semitism. But before I go into that, there is some fascinating midrashim that... Um, you just usually never get a chance to get to, and since today we're on the parrot uh, for the second day, there is a medrash that suggests that there is a history between Haman and Mordechai, a very strange history. It's not that they first met in the uh, gates outside of the palace at Shushan, but rather years before, there was an uprising in a remote colony of the Persian Empire. And Ahasuerus sent Mordechai in charge of one of the regiments and Haman of the other. And their job was to encircle one from the right, one from the left. They were given the Medrashes three years of provisions. Somehow Haman dissipated his provisions in one year and was running out of food to support his army. And he appealed to Mordechai, and Mordechai said he just couldn't because that would completely dilute the stores of food he had for his regiment. Finally, it gets so bad that Haman begs him that he will not be able to survive if he doesn't get Mordechai, or at least part of Mordechai's food rationing. Mordechai enters into a strange bargain, according to the Medrash with Haman, where one day a week, Haman will be a slave to Mordechai. He will be like an Eved Knani. And to commemorate that agreement, they write it on the foot of the armor of Haman, where Haman consents he will be Mordechai's slave. And in the Futuro, every time we see that Mordechai needs it, we're going to see later he uses it, he just points or nods to Haman's armor plate there, and it is understood. Very interesting measures, very strange, very arcane, but we will get back to it and later proc him. So now, Haman goes to the king. He has got to talk him into annihilating every Jew in the country. So Vayomer Haman Lamela, Haman speaks to the king. We should note he has already picked the day he wants this to take place, specifically the 13th day of Ador. By Yomer Haman Lamelech, which is 11 months away, he goes to Hachashreirosh, says, King, Yeshno Amechad Mefuzar Mufurad, Beinu Amim, Bechomidinos Machusecha. There is a nation scattered, spread out in all the provinces of your empire. Vijatehem Shonos Micholam. There practices, their philosophies, their religion is different than the rest of the nation. They don't follow the king's wishes, the king's religious approach, the king's um, orders. 
And the, uh, we learned a, a parish yesterday that says what he said. Look, as an example, if a fly falls into a cup of Jewish wine, they'll take out the fly and resume drinking the wine. If you touch a cup of their wine, if you move it, they will throw out the whole cup of wine. They have no respect for you. They have no respect for your rules. There is no benefit in keeping these people. If it pleases the king, let him write a proclamation to destroy them, to annihilate them. Moreover, what I'm going to do is give you um, 10,000 shekels. It's a lot of money. It weighs tons, says the measures. I am going to give it to you. That will take care of the administrators of my annihilation plan, those people who have to do the actual annihilation. And the rest, or can go, can go into your treasury. It's interesting, there is a medrash that says, it's actually in Megillah, I think Yudalad, that hundreds, if not thousands of years before, the Kaddish Baruch Hu anticipating what Haman would do with these shkallim, or would use these shkallim for Achashverosh as an incentive to annihilate, instituted the system of the Chatsi HaShekel, the Machzit HaShekel, which, not accidentally, is collected on the first day of Adar, the same that Haman is talking about. And this Machzit HaShekel is intended to offset the effectiveness of his. There's even a measure she shows in Gematria, the amount equals the amount that he's collecting, Haman. So it's completely meant to blunt the effect of his collecting Shalom. So, interestingly enough, as the Vilna Gong points out, nowhere in this five-sentence tirade does it mention who are the people who are doing this. Who are the people who are the subject of this annihilation decree? They don't have to. They know what they're talking about. But remember, you're talking about a, a empire that goes from India to Ethiopia, the whole known world. How do you know who it is to be Africans? Hindus, but they seem to know just who he's talking about. Now, by Yosser HaMelech Tabaso, the king removes his signet ring from Me'al Yodo, by Haman, he gives it to Haman. It's a sign of, here, do what you want, implying he, he wants deniability for this. Haman do it, but he doesn't disagree with it. And he gives it to Haman, Hagagi, Sorer HaYehudim. In other words, Haman, it's yours. Vayamar HaMelech LaHaman, moreover, says, Achashverosh, HaKesef Natun I don't want your 10,000 shkolim. You take it, do what you want. Vaham Lasos Bo Ketovei And as to this nation, do whatever pleases you. Again, we had learned the Gemara that all the Nevi'im in our history, 46 men, seven women, the Gemara says in Megillah, were not as effective 
cumulatively as this single moment of taking off the signet ring by effective where Jews suddenly became motivated into tshuva. It, it outweighed, that one gesture outweighed the effect cumulatively, as we say, of all the Nevi'im in our history. So a couple of things, Hilary. So this, um, I guess, shows that, um, that, uh, that the Jewish religion, even then, was very unique. Because you would know who you're talking about by talking about the religious practices, <laughs> right? right? Right. And it's the same t- today, really, even though it's not maybe not quite as unique in the sense that other religions claim to believe in one, right. one God. You know? And it's also amazing how quickly, and you see it today, people could adopt anti-Semitic ideas so easily. Yes, as we're going to see more, very, very easily. Well, they say, the measure says, if Ahasuerus really doesn't know who he's talking about, but consenting to it, he's an idiot. If he does know, which is more likely, he's a terrible Russia, which is the, the better option. In any case, Haman now has carte blanche. By Yikru Sifre Hamelech Bachodesh Harishon Bashlosha Osor Yom Bova Yikosav Bachoshiva Hamon El Hashwerosh Hamelech Bel Hapachot Asher Al Medina U Medina Ba Al Sore Um Ba Um Medina U Medina Kikafre Vim Um Kilshono Bishem Hamelech Achasverosh Nikta Vinikta Mbatabas Hamelech the long sentence let's take it apart. So, they call in the scribes of the king, or Haman calls it scribe, in the first month, 13th day, that would be the 13th day of Nisim. And Haman dictates it verbatim. El Achshadapeh HaMelech. That's Achshadapeh, the satraps of the king. Each province had its own satrap, like a military governor. Vilhapachos, again, a regional officer. Asher al Medina u Medina. Al Sore um um Medina u Medina Bekoswa. And to each officer in the nation. And now Bekoswa um um Kilshono. Now he writes, as we're going to see, a second proclamation. There are two proclamations here. B'shem ha-melech ha-chashreros nichtov v'nichtam v'tabas ha-melech. They are written and sealed with the king's signet. So, a couple of things. You're 11 months ahead of the date he's going to pick. Why are they rushing this out, as we're going to see? He says, couriers and foot soldiers. Reason being... He doesn't trust the king. He thinks Ahasuerus is going to back out, doesn't have the, the backbone for this, and so he wants to get this done now. An alternative, unfortunately, say the Kaddish Baruch who wants it this way, 11 months' notice, to give them time to do tshuva. Now you will notice Haman sends out two different letters. One is to the governing structure. The governors, the military governors, the military officers. In that letter, he lays out specifically what he wants done to the Jews, the annihilation. In the other letter, to the people and to the general officers, he is deliberately vague. What he is saying, next Adar, on the 13th, there's going to be a military operation. 
I'm not specifying yet what it is, but be on guard for that day that you have got to do what is going to be told to you then to do. In other words, he's open to the uh, the military structure and the governing structure. He's deliberately vague to the people. And so he sends them both out. He's sending them out in the... the um, couriers, footrunners. In other words, it would take days, weeks to traverse the empire. The Medjur says they made it in a day. Why again the rush? He doesn't trust Achashverosh. El Komedinas Hamelach, it goes to all the king's satraps, La Hashmid, La Haro, Ula Abed, Eskol Hayehudim, Minarad Zarkane from child. To elder, tough infant, benashim biyom echad b'shlosha asar lachodesh in the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, that is Adar hu chodesh Adar u'shlolim lavos, and then you can lay waste. It's all yours, treasure, booty. It's yours. The question we raised yesterday: Why doesn't he promise them the treasure first and kill him? Because they probably wouldn't do it that way. So this way, the incentives kill them first, and then take their possession. Can I ask a question? All you want. Why would the Persians, who I assume had their own calendar, use the Jewish calendar, the Jewish months, for this proclamation or this edict? It's a very good question, except... That is the Persian calendar. In other words, the months we use now, Nisan up, is the Persian calendar. So in other words, yeah, they knew exactly what it was. We took the calendar. If you look in the Chumash, it always says, Bachodesh HaRishon, Bachodesh HaSheni. Here, it spells out the month. Those are Persian names for the months. Good question, though. Paskashan haksivli hinasein das bechomedinom as you know golui lechoha amim liyos atidim liyom hazeh to the others just be ready in the future for that day. Harotzim yetsu dechufim they run out immediately bedvar hamelach vahadas nitno b'shushan habira and yet the palace there are no secrets it is known in shushan exactly what this is about, what's going on. And the king and Haman sit down to drink a feast and the ear of Shushan Nabocha. So there isn't a contemporary commentator that doesn't use this thing of the, after the death warrant is sealed, the king and Haman sit down for a banquet who doesn't draw the contrast to 1940 in Wannsee outside Berlin where the German hierarchy generals gather to implement the final solution and then have a feast, a banquet, wine, brandy, etc. At the same time, the Medrash points out to us that when the brothers sold Yosef, complete the deal to the Ishmaelim, they sit down, the Torah records, and they eat and drink. So it's not that we have clean hands in this, that apparently we did that same thing. Now, Va'ir Shushan Navocha, the city of Shushan is confused. It's confused because they know what's going on. At the same time, 
that they are wailing because they understand their misfortune. The other people are in joyful gratitude for this decree. And so you have the sound of their screaming and crying out in prayer in contrast with the joy and jubilation of the Persian population. At the same time, you have confusion as to what exactly is happening. In other words, why the vague orders to the rest of the, the empire. Thirdly, it starts, the Medrash says, that moment, terrible things start happening to the Persians in Shushan. That a woman doing her laundry, the Medrash mentions, on the roof, falls off the roof. The guy going to the well to your water falls down the well. In other words, the retribution is starting already. So it's 11 months before Shushan is in total confusion as to what's happening and what's going to happen with the realization that they really do understand what's happening. And so we are going to have now the refuah, as it were, the remedy that is going to topple this evil plan and those who perpetrated it. Mordechai will spring into action 8.45 a.m. tomorrow morning. Be there. You will not want to miss it. Adkan.